With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to the Epic Love Radio Show. I am your host, Blair McKnight, and I am joined by two co-hosts this evening. What oh a great my. what a great night. I've got Jeremy Howard over here. Hey y'all. Home of Inlet Properties and Investments, who helps us out every week. We appreciate him so much. J Dog, aka. My and pleasure. we have Dean Piper. The Pipe Man. The Pipe Man. Oh I am, nobody knows me as Dean K. Piper on the radio. Well, I, I know you as pipe man, pipe man as well. So, But we're Facebook Live and on the Dean K. Piper Pipe Man Radio Facebook. So. The Pipe Man. We'll go with it. There you go. It's a pleasure to have you here. And we also have our sound guy, Jason. I thought it was the Joker. The Joker. Whatever right, you want to go with. The we'll, dad we'll Joker. Go. Jason, it, it, it the keeps Joker. On, the name keeps changing every week. So I know. It's, it's not know. sticking. I feel like it's, it's really not, not you. It's really not. <laughs> it's not I'm having an identity crisis on this show here. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new name for him but after oh, the no. show. This is your first show. No, he's, not allowed, show. he's not allowed to give me names. That's off limits. It rhymes with Joker. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. All right. All right, we're ready for the joke. So just a word of advice. Dad joke of the week. You should avoid getting into a pillow fight with death. Why is that? Unless you're ready for the repercussions. Oh, my. Ba-dum-ching. Dad joke of the week, courtesy (laughs) of... Repercussions. I got it. I like it. I was so full in anticipation of that joke, and, well... Did it fall short for you? Well, now I'm really excited about the show. (laughs) Is that considered pillow talk? Oh my god! To the dad joker. That was good. Uh, That was good, Jeremy. That was really good. I like that. All right, hold on. Now he's got to make up for it. That's what he's doing over there. He's looking at his phone, looking for another joke. What did Batman (laughs) say before Robin got in the car? I give up. Robin, get in the car. Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. That is so <laughs> stupid. That joker. is so dumb. That's what dad jokes are. Okay, sorry. I, mean, I guess. All right, dad joke of the day. Boom. Take it away, Blair. All right. So we are here at Inlet Properties and Investments, ready for another amazing episode of the Epic Love Radio Show. We have a great guest this evening, Jason Wasser. He is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a certified neuroemotional technique practitioner, and a certified entrepreneur coach. Very cool. Wears many hats, and he does a lot of lot of cool things. So we're going to get to him, and he's going to talk to us about some stress management tips and some other really great things that he's got going on. He just started his own podcast. So it's good stuff. That's why I'm here, because this subject's exciting to yeah, me. Yeah, I told, I told Dean. Yes. <laughs> Dean was here to help us with sound, and I told him who was coming on the show. Pipe and man. he had some interesting comments to share with me, so a lot more than I knew about um, the neuro-emotional technique. So I said, hey, you want to stand beyond the show? And here we are. And here we are. Here we are. Any of you out there struggle with stress at all? Not me. Any of you? No? no? What's no that? No stress? Never? What's that? I think it's something we all may be able to relate to. Stay tuned. More on that. Yeah, 100%. That's that's why I wanted to have him on the show. He's got some great techniques he's going to share with us. Um, I think that's what it's all about, too. It's not about stress. It's about your coping tools for stress. So, you know, and I, I've told people, like even my own kids, like what works for me may not work for you or anybody else, but find something. Right. Like don't just sit there, oh, I'm stressed out. Oh, I'm this. Like... Focus on the solution, not the problem. There is a solution somewhere. It could be different for everybody. And this guest you have may be the solution for a lot of people. And the more you talk about the stress that you're experiencing, the more stress is going to come at you. Absolutely. Oh, so, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. It's it's like the law of attraction. Yeah, 100%. So we're really excited to have him on the show. Um, he was supposed to be in studio, but he's in Texas at a conference right now. That conference that sounds really interesting as well. So we'll talk about that too. So, as everyone knows, we are sponsored by the Piper's Angels Foundation for Cystic Fibrosis. We are providing urgent financial assistance to families in the cystic fibrosis community. We have, we have Vanna over there. Uh, I like it. He's nice my Vanna. Piper's I'll be Pat. Back here. Pat's awesome. I love that organization. <laughs> And uh, so we provide urgent financial assistance to cystic fibrosis families, as well as life-expanding activities to promote their wellness. How so, can I contribute to that organization? You can be on the Epic Love Radio Show. What? Well, no, but what else can I do? Is there ways to... Well, we like money. Yeah. And we like people who paddle <laughs> across the ocean to raise money. Okay, cool. <laughs> so if I'm like this expert surfer that just put out a movie with one arm, I should probably paddleboard from Bimini 100% Bethany Hamilton we're putting it out there we're coming see that yeah uh-huh. put it right out there you did I really <laughs> like that yeah we, we would love to have her on the show I think what um, you know the boldness that she exhibits in life is what we try to you know promote here she is like the baddest chick on the planet 100%, 100%. no doubt about it yeah we're getting her on the show I want to see her paddle boarding I want to see in Crossing her. for the Cure next year 2020 done deal Agreed. Manifested. All right. It's happening. And also, we have some amazing sponsors that make everything we do at Piper's Angels Foundation and Crossing for Cystic Fibrosis happen. And those are Bahama Boat Works, Seacourt Island Lines, Certera Wellness, Margaritaville, Hensler Financial, Vertex, Halo Talks, Flying Fish Board Company, ABC Financial, HCI Health Career Institute, Dixie Vodka, Respertech, Peter, Peter Marcus Coaching, Tau of Stoke, Tanker Oil, Power Design, and Vertical Bridge. 
Thank you all. Man, I have to clap just that you pronounced those all properly. I did. Okay, that was a mouthful. I know. I know. I'm like sweating by the time I get through that. I'm always afraid to like announce sponsors like I'm going to mispronounce the name of their organization. That would be bad. That's important. No, I agree completely. So that's why I put them on the show. Is that how you got the nickname Pipe Down on the radio? (laughs) (laughs) Did did your sponsors give you that nickname? Pipe Down Man. It's Pipe Man to you. (laughs) Oh, it's Pipe Man. A, you're you're thinking of the surfer uh, pipe down, pipe. going down the pipe. Gotcha. Awesome. <laughs> so no, no offense, amigo. <laughs> None taken. I think it's hard to offend Dean. <laughs> yeah, you we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> the only way you could offend me is if you say I look like Jason. <laughs> oh. oh man, we got some burns going on. There's a lot of testosterone. <laughs> Just six and a half years going on here. All right? It's all built up tension. Is what Jason's it is. gonna mute your mic for two minutes. <laughs> you're, you're in the penalty box. You know, Again, I have the board. You know, we're we're all wearing sunglasses here, except him, because if sunlight were to hit his sunglasses and change his transition glasses, he also might burn too at the same time. <laughs> Just poof into ashes. I have a question: Do vampires wear sunglasses? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. And we are wearing sunglasses this evening. One, because we realized we all had sunglasses on us. And two, because it's so bright in here from all the positive energy we have. I love that. That was so cool. Isn't that cool? So that's why we're wearing sunglasses. If anyone would like to know, I'm sure no one cared. But anyway. I also have a fundraising update from the Crossing for Cure. Ooh. Crossing for cystic fibrosis now, and that is six hundred forty-nine thousand and twenty-three dollars. Oh wow! Yeah. So, and we're about done with fundraising, by the way. If if you didn't know that, if we I could believe... get like eighty more dollars. We could just call the day <laughs> six fifty. Okay. Six. Can we get a phone call right now for that last Rolls eighty dollars? Off the tongue. Yes. Six fifty. I, I have to add too, with you know donating and stuff. I was really impressed by seeing Travis donate his hair. That oh my gosh! That was, Isn't that cool? I, you know, Im- impressed wasn't the word I was using. I was sad. I was saddened. You were sad. Yeah. Well, there I, was a lot I, of emotions. I going would be on. sad if it was me. Do you I know shaved. How hard it is for me to go three weeks without getting a haircut, let alone three years. I shaved my head for cancer, and it was very sad when I looked yeah. in the mirror afterwards. <laughs> it's like, yeah, bald doesn't work well on me. No, it was <laughs> it was it was a very very cool thing to do, Trav. I no agree. doubt. And as somebody who used to have long hair and has grown mine back out now, that's why I say that. Because when you put that much growth behind your hair, it, it does really hurt did once the say, scissors go to Did you say it. growing down your back or on your back? I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're talking about your back hair now. <laughs> no, you know, that's if you're bald. When you're bald, it, it falls off your head and goes onto your back. So oh, oh. all the bald guys yeah. you see out there, not shaving their heads, but are actually bald. Has to see their backs. I'll bet you it's very hairy. (laughs) Trav, we'd like to see your back sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've seen Travis's back. If you're out there. (laughs) Yeah, if you're out there, we want to see your back. No, it was a really cool thing that he did, though. I had no idea that he was growing his hair for that reason. I didn't know either. Yeah, and And it was was awesome. What was the group? Uh, Wigs for kids. Wigs Wigs for for kids. kids. Yeah, so if anybody out there wants to cut off uh, some dreads, knock them down a bit. Wigs for kids. Great cause. I wonder if they accept dreads, like dreadlocks <laughs> for children. They might. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm sure that they, <laughs> I'm sure they I don't know that they would, actually. Actually, whenever you do stuff like that, they want your hair to be, like, in perfect condition. Pristine condition. Yeah. Mm. So, 
But seriously, I've been in his shoes before, and it's like, yeah. it does hurt when that scissor's going to your hair. I watched the <laughs> Facebook Live of it happening, and he he looked nervous. I was watching that, Yeah, too. he looked nervous. Um, and a he lots did of not emotions. look in braids, by the way. No, I just have to say, he grows his hair back, did not braid <laughs> it. Please. long stocking there for a minute. Yeah, he was. That wasn't even Pippi. That was like Pippi on crack or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Piping, piping Pippi. Piping Pippi. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, that was a great thing that he did. Um, I think he had mixed emotions as well, but it looks great. I want to know what his wife thinks. I think his wife likes it as well. Mm. She's probably going to be like, now you're not growing it anymore. That's the Mm. thing that scares you when you have long hair and you cut it too. It's like whoever you're with, like, yeah, you're not growing back. You look much better this way. Keep it like that. Yep. Crap. Clean cut. Right. And then you can't do it again. Yeah, but, exactly. you know, you never know. We'll see. It might be back. You might miss it. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. We'll have to wait another six years to see it. That well, it again, took but. me. Okay. So I cut mine in 2006. So. Wow. That's how long it did took. Did you donate yours? Uh, I did. You did? I did. I did. Cool. Good for you. Like. What a waste to put all that hair on the ground and not do any good for I anybody. I agree. I think it's great that they have Dean, those when I met now. you, you had green hair. Blue. Blue? Yeah. It was teal. I'll well, it was faded. Yeah. It was you so always have different color teal. hair. Are we not doing color anymore? Well, no. It's faded now. All that you see that's like blonde now was blue. And oh, it okay. faded to blonde. And so it's harder with it growing out to actually color it the right way. Yeah. So it needs to get longer. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't know. But I'll never I, understand why men create women problems. I would love nothing more than to have a short-haired head and have to do nothing with my hair. Can I say something about that? Sure. Let's do a live cutting. <laughs> we got I've to. done that on the air. I've had my hair colored on the air live. <laughs> but let me tell you, to your point, so I was just saying this this morning to somebody. They, they uh, video chatted me like early in the morning and like, I'm pretty vain, so I was like, uh, <laughs> I didn't even brush my hair yet. That wasn't a problem a few months ago. It was like, you know, it was in a faux hawk, and I would wake up that way. Mm-hmm. Literally, I would wake up and go, okay, good. Yep. And it was so easy for a while. But now that it's growing out, like, the feeling of the hair is cool, though. So to answer your question, it's like, it, it really does kind of feel kind of cool when, you know, you got your hair. Of course, it's a, it is a pain in the behind. That's what, it like, is. I have to bring my brush everywhere now. Like, it's, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because like, I drive down the road in my Jeep, and it's like I look like uh, Doc Brown after a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. I, I can see I can see men wanting to have different length hair and kind of be able to play around with it a little bit more like women do. But uh, as a woman, I would love to have. No I ha- I am here to say right now because somebody. <laughs> You're some, here to say. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> some female says they're going to ghost me. I'm here to say I will never in my life ever 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 have a man bun. Just okay. putting that out there. Good to know. Because sorry, not down with that thing. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we're just splitting hairs now. So, uh, <laughs> I think Blair, so, too. It's becoming Blair, a very hairy situation. <laughs> I think so, too. Blair, I think there's a. Uh, I think we need a little update on the final week for Bali. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So this is the last week also. So you can win a week-long trip to Bali. Bali. Yes. I want to go. I want to win. Well, you need to get on pipersangels.rallyup.com, and you can buy entries. And your entries will also help to sponsor a cystic fibrosis warrior from the Piper's Angels Foundation to attend this week-long magical retreat in Bali as well. Wow. Yeah. How much is it to 
So 10 entries, $10, and then it goes up from there. You can do um, 30 entries for $25, and it gets cheaper the more entries that you do. So wait a minute. Like, I could go to Bali on 10 bucks. Literally go to Bali on $10. Man. Actually, your odds are pretty good. There's a limited number of, uh, of tickets, entries we're selling, right? Yes. Wow. So, I dig that because then I'll have enough money to get a helmet when I surf because I heard you need a helmet in Bali to surf. Really? Yeah, no, so seriously, because there's so many people surfing there Ooh. that people get hit in the head by other surfers. Oh, my gosh. Like, the pecking order does not exist there. Ooh. Okay, so, um, yeah, bring a helmet, and uh, that ends this week. So, like I said, go to pipersangels.rallyup.com and get your entries and maybe win a trip to Bali, Bali for yourself and for a cystic fibrosis. I'm warrior. doing it right now. I hope okay. all the listeners are, too. Good. It's on the yeah. Epic Love Radio like, Show see, Facebook See, I'm page. on my phone doing it right now. You better be, too. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, it's on the Epic Love Radio Show Facebook page as well. And I think we have our guest this evening on the phone. It's Jason Wasser, and we're going to talk to him about some different things, including stress management. Hi, Jason. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you? I'm great. Welcome to the Epic Love Radio Show. This Jason, is, welcome. This is Blair McKnight. I've got my co-host, Jeremy, and my other co-host, Dean, here with me. How are you? To connect with everybody. I'm doing great. I'm actually sitting in Dallas, Texas. I had to fly out for a conference for work, so I'm glad this worked out for everybody. Very nice. nice. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for taking the time to be with us as well. No, it's my pleasure. So you wear a lot of different hats, Jason, and I actually got a chance to listen to your podcast this morning, which was awesome, by the way. Thank you. And um, I got to hear about some of your background, though, which was fantastic. And so you are a licensed marriage and family therapist, a certified neuro-emotional technique practitioner, and a certified entrepreneur coach. And that's just a few of the things you do. Yeah, I like to keep busy. <laughs> Obviously. So um, what you're doing right now is mainly, though, it seemed like you were moving into the coaching a little bit more. Absolutely. So the beautiful thing about being a therapist is that as a therapist, you already are a coach. Mm -hmm. And it's very different than just starting off as a coach. And coaches don't do therapy. Um, but the beautiful thing that I love is that we all have stress in our life. And as a licensed marriage and family therapist, this doesn't mean that I just see marriages or families, but I see everybody in a relational dynamic. Whether you're an individual, whether you're single, whether you're a couple, whatever the dynamic is, we all have stress. And I work with that, whether you're a business owner, whether you are the business, whether you know, you're a couple, whether you're a family, whether you're a college student, uh, any medical stuff that's going on, that's the perspective that I like working with. That's beautiful. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself growing up and your background and how you got into being a therapist and a coach? Sure. So before I was doing the therapy world, I actually worked in the nonprofit Jewish education and programming world. And a lot of my job day to day was hanging out with high school students and college students uh, and young adults. And even though I was doing a lot of programs and events and uh, would schedule speakers and conferences and retreats, at the end of the day, everything had to do with the nitty gritty day to day lifestyle stuff that everybody was dealing with. And it turned out I was already kind of being their therapist. I just didn't have the degree and the license to do it. So um, as I was working at Princeton University a bunch of years ago, the next step for me was to go and end up coming back down to South Florida where I got my, my master's degree. Awesome. I was going to say, where, where'd you get your master's degree? In Nova Southeastern in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 
So you went through quite a lot to realize what you wanted out of life. And you asked a question this morning to your guests. Um, I shouldn't say this morning on your podcast. When I was listening this morning, you asked Evan Stewart a question. So I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you the same thing. Who are you and what is your mission in life? Ah, so Great my mission, question. I'll start with that, is to minimize stress and maximize potential. A few months ago, one of my clients that I've been working with for a while kind of just looked up at me in the middle of session and was like, I get it. I get what you do. You're a distiller of, and a human optimizer. So, you know, the metaphor of like when you, uh, like a distillery where you take in all this raw material, you put it into a kettle and it, right, distills off the, the steams off all the impurities and, and all the other gunk. And what comes out is, right, in the liquor world is what you call the spirit. So in a way, what I seem that I'm hopefully trying to do with the people I work with is to distill their spirit so they can maximize their potential, their happiness, their health, their success. Yeah, I like that. That's a cool way of putting it. I love it. I like that too. The distiller of human spirit. Yeah, well, if you think about it, right, people usually when they introduce themselves, you know, they're like, well, what do you do? So I always ask people the question, if you couldn't tell people what you do, how would you describe that what you do? And is your identity related to only that which you do? And who are you once you leave that? So this is something I've been playing with personally for me. So I've been playing around with like, okay, so if I can't call myself a therapist, I can't call myself a coach, I can't call myself right, a healer or whatever it be, what is that? And that's kind of where it came up into that distillation of human spirit. And I agree with that whole philosophy because I see that a lot where people, they, they, you ask them what they do and they give you their identity instead of what they actually do. And sometimes people don't know what that means. So I think it's better to give that kind of explanation because I think it get, sets you apart as unique and also really gives the elevator speech of really what you're all about. Exactly. And one of my coaches, Coach Michael Birch, who I'm going to actually see tomorrow, Evan Stewart is actually holding a conference here in Dallas called the Obsessed Conference. And Coach Burt talks about, right, don't, don't tell me what you do. Tell me what you're passionate about yep. and tell me how you do it. Right. What, like you said, what's your mission and, and who are you? But why is it your purpose? Why are you so passionate about what you do? Because you're more likely to connect to people who right within a few minutes of seeing if you're passionate and they see you being passionate, they're more likely to want to work with you. So let's talk about that for a second, because I'm I'm bummed that my other co-host is not here, Travis Suit, because part of what he is constantly um, trying to instill into us with the nonprofit foundation we work with is turning your passion into purpose. And it's something that we like to quote on the show as well. So what, what would you say would be a good route to direct somebody in something that's tangible for them to go towards finding their purpose? Like, would it be like identifying your your talents? Like, what would be something, an easy first step for someone? So you're really asking, what do I do during my first few sessions with my clients? So okay. it's a perfect, perfect question. So the first thing that I would help people identify is what are their core values and different aspects of their life? So what I mean by that is that typically we have certain things that we do that we may do based on our culture and our family and our heritage and our religion and how we've grown up and our fears and maybe things we're excited about or like you said that you might have a talent in but it's not based on clear 
core value? Is this a yes or is this a no? So the first step that I would take with people is sitting down with them and walk them through a few steps and help them, again, distill what are their core values on a specific topic. So if, uh, if you're in a relationship, what are your core values in a relationship? So when you have to make a decision as a couple or who you're looking for to be in a relationship with, what are the five, six, seven items that you will see and look out for so you can have a very clear and succinct yes or no? So I'll do that with their personal life. I'll do that with their family. I'll do that with their business. I'll do that with their financials. So a good example, right, since um, you know, a lot of things that you guys are working on is regarding health and, and sickness and, and, and helping people be healthier is the idea of like where I would put people who would come to want to work with me in my practice. I joke that if they walked in with a can of soda, the, the interview's already over hmm. because it doesn't align as a mind-body wellness practice. Not so, at all. <laughs> right? They may say, oh, I love doing yoga. I eat organic. I do. I went to a rhythm. But if they walk in or they are, they're displaying in a certain way that's not aligning with those those core values of my practice, it's not going to be a fit for my practice. Now, I can, I'm still going to be friends with them because I don't care what somebody eats outside of right, my business. But we can have much more clarity and simplicity in deciding what we want and allowing the things that we don't want into our life to not be part of our life if we get incredibly clear on those core values and those different domains. Mm. I heard something the other day, and I, I, I wonder if you agree. So when it comes to finding your purpose and passion, listen to your heart and body, not your head. When you think about mm-hmm. it, does it excite you in your, in your body, in your soul? Can you feel it there? Or, or does it get stuck in your head and start spinning around and, and creating anxiety and overthinking and things like that? Right. So most of that story is coming from our head. And like the story is not always our story. Our family story can be like our culture story, trauma, a story around trauma. But when you trust your gut, right, that really deep soul level, whatever we want to call it, it usually doesn't lie. And I have this theory that anxiety is actually the greatest GPS to your potential. Because the more anxiety you have about something, the more it's trying to teach you. So if you with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details medicate it down or you don't deal with it, you're never going to learn exactly what it needs to teach you as a messenger. And therefore, you can never truly access that potential about whatever that topic or theme is. I love the way you say that because it's just like when you're sick, if you take like a, a suppressant, like if you have a cough, you can't get the cough out of you. It just suppresses it and makes you sick longer. So I love the whole concept of you know, medding somebody down who has anxiety that you're, you know, basically suppressing all that stuff that probably should be getting out. Right. And then you know how they talk about when it comes to depression, but we're going to numb those feelings, but it doesn't take away the core, right. Experiences that that person has and deal with the trauma around those things. And therefore they're never really truly going to feel in alignment with themselves because there's a part of them that's disconnected from an experience that happened to them or that they participated in. 
yeah. that they never rectified. Yeah, you got to treat the source, not the symptom. Mm. So, so, yep, so Jason, exactly. on that note, Jason, so for some of our listeners out there who might be going through, say, a low, right, a low chapter in their life or they're struggling mm-hmm. with, with confidence, as we all do, we're, we're all human, we're not robots, right? We, um, we, need to, we need to have constant triggers, if you will, something that's going to remind us when we're low and, and then something tangible that can, can turn the train around, right, and, and get us back up again. So can you walk us through, like, a, a, you know, everybody out there who's listening, a couple few steps that we could do when we're really low or we're going through, you know, a stressful moment in our life that we could do at home to that help us, uh, you know, get back up and, uh, and, and think positive again? Absolutely. And I know one of the most difficult times to think about something like that, to change that mindset or to, to pivot, that's one of the most difficult times to actually do that. So the first thing I would offer is to say, what is anything that has ever gone positive in your life that you've enjoyed and experienced a movie, a memory, a concert, food, right? That has nothing to do with solving the problem that you're in, but is considered like a low hanging fruit, an easy thing to think about that brings you positive memory that positive memory will change your physiology will start influencing your nervous system if you spend a long enough time and this is the beauty of right meditation right uh, is to focus on many types of meditation is to focus on some type of positive thought or but if you do this you can have a physiological shift in literally microseconds and if you continue to build momentum on that, a minute, two minutes, three minutes, and start going from topic to topic, oh, I enjoyed this, I remember this great thing that happened, that has nothing to do with solving the problem, right, right. then you are going to have a sustained momentum over a period of time that will help to change. Yeah. One of the things that I really, though, on a practical basis where they don't even have to do much to even try to outwit themselves is on the homepage of my, of my website, there's a whole description of it. It's called the first aid stress tool and this technique came out of neuro emotional technique and what it is is it's a sequence of acupressure points along both wrists and the connection to your forehead so it's kind of you know kind of like when something startling happens you kind of like smack your your forehand to your to like to the palm right your palm to your head right so those points above your eyes the palm on the on top of your eyes um, on your forehead is connected to the emotion points so if you sequence those wrist Chinese medicine acupressure points with that while thinking about that distressing feeling and emotion or memory, it will start to diffuse that, that, that physiological trigger. I, I love that. I love that because motion does create emotion. So, so that, I mean, that's brilliant because when people are, are, are down, you know, I always think of Eeyore, right? Remember, remember Eeyore, the little donkey From and Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh. Pooh. Yeah. And nobody wants Yeah. Right. Me. Oh, bother. And what? It was like, it was always a clear, sunny blue day, clear skies, but Eeyore had his own little rain cloud and he, he was stuck under this own little cloud, right? He was, he was, he was a prisoner. He was trapped. And the reality was that wasn't how it was out there. That was just always kind of what he brought upon himself. So, so the first thing that Jason said was, I asked them about something positive, completely different than the problem. Cause most people get super, super, super focused on the problem. We get blinders and, and, mm-hmm. and we just consume ourselves with the, with the problem. Well, negative thoughts will breed negative thoughts. And, and it's, a, it's a snowball effect, right? It's just gonna keep going downhill until you're rock bottom. I think sometimes too, which what I love about his advice is you just have to change the focus, change the direction. So 
It could be something small that you get them to think about, and it just redirects their focus. You remember, uh, Jason, you remember um, the scene in Tin Cup with Kevin Costner, and he's, th- he's at mm-hmm. the driving range, and he's just whacking every ball, just, just duffing it right down. Perfect. And his caddy, what's he say? He goes, hey, quick, um, put all your change in your left pocket. And Kevin goes, what are you talking about? He goes, just do it. And he goes, turn your head around backwards. He goes, I look like an idiot. He goes, yeah, but you're going to get out of your head. <laughs> so all of a sudden, it wasn't about the bad shot. It was just stop thinking about it. Get out yeah. of your own way, mm. right? Just get out of your own right. way. Yeah, that's great. Right. And, that's, and that's, emotional, that's emotional muscle memory that we've created for ourselves. And I have this really lovely teaching, and I think I might have borrowed it from somewhere. I might have, I'm not sure exactly where I got it from, but it's you can never solve a problem from a place that feels like crap. Yeah. Because you're already in fight or flight. You're already in resistance mode, right? If you're those who are out there listening and they're into the law of attraction or Esther Hicks, right? It's, 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 you, can't, you can't solve it from there. If you're stuck and you're focusing on what's bothering you, you're only going to create more stuckness. Well, it's like those people that say, why is this always happening to me? And I say, because you keep asking that question. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's that which what you put attention to you'll get the most of. So if there's a constant complaint, you're activating in your brain and in your nervous system that pathway to constantly re-trigger that. So it's kind of like a groove in a record, right? You can't, unless there's like an actual chip in the record, the record will always play that track. It's never going to, you're never going to put it in one track and it's going to move to the third track. But we create those grooves in our neural pathways by putting attention to it, by talking about the same thing over and over again. And our job is to extinguish the oxygen that's going to that candle. So that last tip that you just gave us, you said had to deal with the neuroemotional technique. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what that is? Sure. So NET has been around for about 30-so 30, 30 years. Um, it originally came out of chiropractic for resolving chronic physical pain that people are going and getting their treatment or their adjustment and um, it wouldn't go away even though they would come in for the same thing and it should have felt better by a certain period of time. And Dr. Scott Walker, who uh, formulated this technique, found that there was an emotional memory that if someone was in a car accident then they relived the moment of the car accident while they were getting that uh, adjustment, that treating, that treatment, the nervous system wouldn't go back into that time frame send the physiological cascade, but reset it so the body now knows it can actually heal itself, that it's not in fight or flight anymore. So that evolved into NET, and that's where we use um, Chinese medicine pulse points to help assess uh, what's actually going on, not from the rational brain, but from that fight or flight limbic system um, reptilian brain. Because if those parts of our brain are not in sync, it's going to create anxiety and stress and uh, food allergies and addictions and other types of trauma. So this evolved over the last 30 or so years. Um, Jefferson Medical School in Philadelphia has led some crazy amazing research on it for post-traumatic stress disorder for people who are diagnosed with cancer. And they put them not only through the technique, but they did functional MRIs pre and post and saw that when they talked about the experience of of the trauma of the diagnosis, the brain would all light up in a very similar area for the 30 or 40 people in the study. They would then put them through the treatment, right? There was a control group and a right and all the different ways that the study was done. And the people who did the real any treat treatment within three to five sessions all had the same results. The trauma was rapidly, rapidly reduced, if not completely taken away. And the brain light air, the areas that they lit up were completely gone. So not only did you have a, you know an experiential where they're saying, I feel better, but the brain actually showed that the trauma disappeared. 
Wow. That's amazing. So I have a question for some of the listeners that might be listening that understand, like, so how would you explain the difference between neuroemotional technique and NLP? Because a lot of people know about NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. And so I think sure. maybe it would be a good, good analogy for those that understand that to understand how this is a very effective technique. Absolutely. So NLP is an offshoot of Ericksonian hypnosis, um, and they use a lot of linguistic, uh, neurological. I don't want to say tricks because it's not tricks, but in in a, in a you know in a, in a clinical setting, they're they're tricking a lot of the nervous system pathways so that by responding to what they're saying or doing with you, you're going to respond differently. Neuroemotional technique. We're using something called neurological muscle testing, and we're determining outside of the rational brain what's going on in your nervous system so you can say i'm totally okay with something that happened and live your life in that rational state as if you think you are but we can do a muscle test during that kind of like when you go to the doctor and they do that reflex test with your knee we're going to do the same thing with an arm muscle test and we'll determine whether there's something going on in that nervous system and then once we do that we will find the correlating pulse point along the meridians that will relate to where the body is actually holding that trauma. And each of the pulse points in Chinese medicine, the different meridians correspond to different sets of emotions. So we can pinpoint the exact precise emotion that the story is being held around it. And then we go back into that original event or a related similar event that has the same theme and kind of pull it out. Like I joke around with my clients that we're playing reverse Django. We want to find <laughs> the right piece that we can pull and everything topple. That's very cool. So what I got out of that, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like NLP, you're kind of, you know, you're masking whatever it is. And at some point in time, something could trigger that event that the NLP may not work. Whereas here, you're actually treating the source so that that future event will never happen. Right. And we call that a neuroemotional complex. And it's a stored, unresolved, traumatic experience. And it can literally be you experiencing something or you observing someone else go through mm -hmm. an emotional thing, right? But it's also your emotional reality. It's not your rational neocortex brain. It's your physiological limbic system, right? The, the reptilian and mammalian part of your brain that's determining that and it gets stored somewhere in your body. Uh, Dr. Candace Pert was one of the people who did the work on uh, neuropeptides. So she was the one who, she wrote a book called uh, Molecules of Emotion. So we know by clinical research that emotions are located and stored throughout our body. And therefore you can have a pain in your back from someone who's a pain in your back. Yeah, that's great. That is just, it, it, the way the human body works just never ceases to amaze me and blow my mind all the time. So that, that, and that was a great way of explaining it too, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. And the beautiful thing about this is that uh, Jefferson Medical School is now, they have an integrative medicine department, but to my understanding, it's now part of the curriculum of anybody who's in any of the medical department will be taking training in neuroemotional technique, which is just a completely astonishing thing because even in the medical world where they would consider something like alternative or integrative, this is, uh, you know, it came out of chiropractic, which people would say, oh, it's alternative medicine, it's not real doctors, it's not real medicine, but it's one of the top major teaching medical universities that have done uh, Journal of Cancer Survivorship, and there's a documentary called Stressed uh, that you can that people can find online uh, and download that. 
but there's just a bunch of wonderful things coming out of it that this that the universities are starting to incorporate this into their curriculum for all medical professionals. Well, I love the correlation, the tie to Chinese medicine because to me that just legitimizes it even more because you know it's it's kind of like there is actual science to this working opposed to just the fake it till you make it philosophy. Exactly. And, and the, last week I had a client that I've been seeing for some other uh, trauma related stuff. And I said, well, if we weren't working on this emotional experience, is there anything else that you'd want to tackle? Should you have come to me at a different time in your life? And she's like, well, I don't know if you can deal with this, but for the last four years, I've been having major shoulder pain. I had surgery. I've been to orthopedic rehab and I can't lift it, you know, straight up above my shoulder. I'm like, okay, well, there might still be something structural. Let me check if there's anything emotional. And it turned out that there was an old trauma that got re-triggered. And we found within 15 minutes what that was. We cleared it out from that, you know, from the nervous system. And she had a full range of motion and a complete decrease of pain in about 20 minutes. Love it. For the first time in in four years, she was not able to move her arm straight up all the way back, like rotate it completely within 20 minutes. She was able to do that. It just shows you how much power your mind has over your body. Oh, yeah. Totally. Physically, even physically, not just mentally. We were talking about the sugar before. Maybe you should use this technique for your sugar. Maybe I should, Jason. So I have a, I have a, (laughs) let's not call this an issue, but it's an issue for me. I, I've completely changed Uh my diet and I am, you know, pretty much I don't eat red meat. I try to stay away from gluten and dairy as much as possible. But I have one thing that's just still stuck in me, and that is my sugar addiction. And I can't get rid of it. And it's after every meal I'm reaching for sweets. And so I wonder if that has... If it were up to me, I would eat brownies for every meal. I wouldn't even need real food. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I I don't know. I mean, I wonder if that's something neurological going on with me that I feel like I need Absolutely, and I've seen multiple clients, not only with food cravings, but actually with active addiction, whether Mm -hmm. it's alcohol or substance abuse. Um, We've done so much work over the years that NET has so many different permutations that you can do with it and so many different issues that you can tackle with it that we do have something that we call the bogus pleasure recognition where it turns out that there is a unresolved trigger connected to food. And and if I can share this story, we'll really drive this home. My dad um, went on a cruise with my stepmother two years ago. And when they came back and went to visit them and they had this, when I went over to um, for dinner, he had this really large jar of peanuts sitting on his cocktail table. And I'm like, well, that's a pretty big jar. Like, where's that? Where, where'd you get that? He's like, well, I was on the cruise, and all of a sudden I started craving it. And immediately when I hear someone say, I crave something, I know that there's an emotional, neurological thing going on. Yeah. So I actually had him take out the jar of peanuts. I had him smell it. I did the muscle test, the muscle test one week, which means that there was some type of neurological fight or flight. I also had him put the peanut in his mouth and start chewing it. If there was no trigger around that food, in other words, it's just the way the food should be. You're not enhancing a, a, a fake pleasure in it. You're, there's no extra stimulation. Nothing should happen with the muscle test. Again, the muscle test one week. So it turns out that the emotion was connected, as we go through the protocol, to his sensitivity to something that happened with his wife on the trip. And it was about not knowing when she was going to get upset at him. And he couldn't determine when that would happen. So, you know, he was kind of on that fight or flight, you know, self-preservation throughout this experience. We then went back to an original event in his life and we found the time frame where I think he was 10 years old, where he was with people that he you know, that he cared about, but that he was, you know, that he got under attack without him realizing that it was going to happen. 
And at 10 years old, it turns out that he was walking down the street with two of his friends, and one of his friends out of the blue just turned them, turned him and punched him in the face. Huh. Wow. So once I had him relive that memory, going back in your mind at 10 years old, we cleared out that we using the acupressure uh, technique, then went back to present day. I gave him the, the peanut in front of his mouth. He smelled it. His face put, went turned into this massive grimace. He's like, this smells spoiled. It smells nasty. So there was some major trigger connected to a present day stressor that you cannot correlate linearly to something that was going on. And one of the ways that makes NET different than, like you said, than NLP is that using the muscle test and using these pulse points, we can actually determine the story and the specific emotion that has been laying there dormant that you don't even realize is there that will hold anybody back with yeah. money, what? with relationships, with finding the right partner, with feeling people even saying, I'm okay feeling better. And the muscle test will go weak, but they're like, of course I want to feel better. Yeah. So people who are having chronic sickness, that's my first place to start. I'm okay being well. 99% of the time, non-consciously, they're not. Yeah. There's some reason why they need, they're need they holding on to staying sick. Well, what I love about the muscle memory thing is there's some memories we have as human beings that we cannot remember. They're in us, and we don't remember them. So to me, the process that you're doing is true science because you're actually finding that emotional memory that they don't even know is there causing the issue. Exactly. They didn't realize that it's the basis and root that's holding everything together when they're like, oh yeah, that happened when I was seven. But they never would connect it and correlate it thematically and emotionally to a present day scenario. And that is what's so mind-blowing and powerful. And the cool thing about NET is that I was a patient of it before I became a practitioner of it. So I know. It's like the hair club for men. That's how I got into it. Yeah. So, so Jason, it's it's evident that you you see a a myriad of different um, patients or people that are struggling with just a just wide range of of um, you know issues, I guess, or for lack of better words, are you able to? treat people remotely is this is it primarily your your business um is it is it is it face-to-face is it in person sitting down in an office situation or are you able to treat people remotely and how often do you do that yeah yeah so in my private practice in in hollywood fort lauderdale area um in person i'll be able to do the neuroemotional technique as a therapist um and this is something that people out there should know people when you're working with medical professionals you're really only able to treat within the state that they're licensed in so, and that's, you know, we can come to a whole other conversation about, you know, the background of coaching and how someone can literally wake up in the morning and decide to call themselves a coach and then say, I want to deal with your emotions without that. any real, right? So, right. So a licensed therapist can only treat someone in their state. Now, when I'm doing coaching, it's very, very clear that we're not coming from a diagnosis basis. We're not coming from, we're not dealing with the traumas. It's very solution focused, even though as a therapist, I'm very solution focused as well. But anybody in the state of Florida who wants to work with me, I can do it uh, online uh, as well as in my office. Um, I won't be able to do the NET with them, but there is a great network all over the world of NET practitioners that you can find who are certified on the uh, NET website, which is netmindbody.com. So if you don't live in South Florida, um, you can find Europe and Australia. Um, there's a practitioner in Israel. There's a ton all over America. There's a few in Latin America. So you're, you're not going to, you know, you might have to drive a little bit, but there are people nearby who can work with you in person outside of me if you wanted to work with me. Very cool. Good and, to know. And how could someone get in touch with you in South Florida? 
Absolutely. So the thing that, you know, is um, my website is the family room, FFL.com. And if you go there, there's a ton of great videos and uh, explanation of our emotional technique. And if you go down to the bottom of the homepage, that fast technique, the first aid stress tool is right there on the bottom with a worksheet that you can print up, you can take with you. Um, that'll explain exactly what you need to do and show you what you need to do for that technique when you're starting to get stressed out. Um, also really, really able to be reached on Instagram. Uh, it's Jason Wasser, L-M-F-T, all one word. And um, as we start off with four, I have my new podcast called You Winning Life, uh, which is now about, we just dropped our second episode this week. Very cool. Congrats on that. It was a great first episode too, Jason. I really enjoyed it. I really liked um, kind of your tagline of minimize your personal and professional struggles, maximize your potential. It's good stuff. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. So much. That means the world to me. It really does. It's been a culmination of a lot of years and people pushing me to do something. And I'm naturally an introvert. So to do something like this, um, even though I do love public speaking, but I have to take on a different persona, but to really put myself to be vulnerable in a way where like, why do the people hate it? And I suck with my guests, but I'm, you know, so far, so far, so good. So it's been a, been a nice labor of love. Yeah. Your, your first episode was great. I subscribed and I'll be listening. So Jason, you mentioned one of your coaches, uh, earlier that, um, that you're going to be talking to soon. Who, who are some of the other coaches that it maybe have inspired you to get into this and, um, start choosing this as a career path? Sure. So when we're talking more from the therapeutic side, like it, it was something that I kind of just naturally went into. Um, but the, the things that really have turned me on, and that's really the focus of my podcast, is really four domains where it's, it's psychology, spirituality, uh, wellness, including alternative medicine, and entrepreneurship. So from the business side, um, I'm, I'm a coach through the program that's called Business Finishing School. It's actually out here in Dallas, Texas. It was created by a billionaire capital ventures to teach people how to run and create a sustainable and sellable business with simplicity, probability, and leverage. So you don't become the business. You can leverage your time, effort, and energy to have it work around you. Um, and that's an amazing, amazing program. There's more information about that on my website as well. Um, so in that world, some of the people I love is my buddy, Matt Monero. He's got a great podcast called You Need More Money. Uh, Coach Michael Burt um, is also incredible with his Monster Producer program. When it comes to the world of spirituality and alternative medicine, um, Dr. Andrew Newberg and Dan Monty are the people who led the study out of Jefferson Medical. They were uh, both featured, I believe, in the documentary What the Bleep, which came out a bunch of years ago about neuroscience and reality. Um, Dr. Newberg is a specialist on neural imaging, and he's also the creator of the field of neurotheology, what happens to your brain during religious and spiritual experiences. Very cool. Awesome. Love it. Share your website one more time with us, Jason. Yeah, there's actually a list of books that I suggest on my website that they can check out as well. Awesome. And what was your website one more time? One more time. It was www.thefamilyroomsfl, as in South Florida, dot com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for being here. We really appreciate you taking the time out from your conference to uh, share and connect with us. Jason, my thank you pleasure. so much. Such great oh, material like this show went so quickly because it was such I great know material. when you have a great guest like that it flies by there you go <laughs> well thank you Jason we well, will we uh we'll, my pleasure we'll, we'll make sure we can do this again at some time yes let, let's do it when you're in town that would be great 
looking forward. All right. And everybody, thank you. This has been another episode of the Epic Love Radio Show. We hope you enjoyed it. Go give us a follow on Facebook, like our page, and also on Instagram. We're on Spotify and iHeartRadio for Playback as Podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spread the love, spread the love all over the world. All God's people, spread the love.